So I thank you that you have chosen such a people even tonight, and you have numbered among them us. And we come grateful and thankful and with humility, knowing that we are recipients of this grace and this blessings to know you. So we thank you tonight, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you that you pour out your Holy Ghost, your Holy Spirit, Father, in us, that we might identify with you, that we might say, Abba, Father. And tonight, we say, Abba, Father. Hey! We quietly come in your presence, O oh God. Lowly, we kneel before the throne of grace tonight knowing that you are the sovereign God of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth. We are so thankful. We are so grateful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for continually reminding us who you are. We are so forgetful at thanks, at times, oh Lord. But you are gracious. You are gracious in showing us mercy and reminding us huh, and encouraging us and strengthening us and picking us up when we are weak. You really are Abba Father. Hey! We are thankful tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for numbering us among them when you went to that cross. We thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing in us also, the detailed work of consecration, of newness, making us in your likeness and in your image. For it was not revealed to us when we said yes to you, what you would make of us, it is by your grace. And as we come in your presence, we are changed. From encounter to encounter, we are transformed into your likeness, into your image. You reveal the dimensions of yourself to us that we might pursue with the grace that you give us. We are not even aware how filthy we are in the beginning. We are not even aware, O oh Lord, and I thank you for in this season for what you are doing. Huh. Yes, Lord, you're taking us into the belly of the Spirit. You're really working deeply in your children in this season. Father, we honor what you're doing. We thank you for the continu continuity, the consistency, the grace to persevere. Huh. That we might become the children of God. And as we're here tonight, oh Lord, let us be changed and transformed and show us the blind spots, the areas that still need work. And we subject ourselves to that work that you will do in us, Holy Spirit. We, 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 we confess, O oh Lord, that we did not know and we still do not know. Let any man think that anything that he knows, he knows nothing. We confess tonight, O oh Lord, that unless you open our eyes to our state, huh, we are not aware. Huh, of what you need to do in us. So show us tonight as we make ourselves available. And we thank you for what you will do, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, folks, just have a seat. It is a prayer meeting. It is a prayer meeting. You know, this is, you know, in, in terms of sports, you know when you're you're good at soccer, you're good at basketball, and you're pretty quick in your little town. But then when you're preparing for the, the next, to, to play with someone from an, a city level, 
And then you go to play them and you go, oh my God. These are not my and my neighbors. These guys are, they are trained. And you realize you have a notch to go up before you can compete with them. And then you go to college and then you go, I'm out of my league. And so it is. Well, I'm using this as a comparison to say that we really have, when we talk about revival, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Hey! We're talking about the Super Bowl from a spiritual sense. We're talking about the Olympics. We're talking about the World Cup. Hey, we are preparing for the World Cup. Oh God. And how a select few make it from a country that has millions, tens of millions, and hundreds of thousands are vying for a team that consists of 30 individuals. Many are disappointed. Many are let go. So when we say revival, it's not the casual Christian oh, that walls up the church Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And Wednesday. No. Think about the individuals that make it to the Olympic. And making it to the Olympic is one. Meddling is another thing. You can go home and never be remembered. Except at the national level. But at the global level, if you don't get a medal, you're not remembered. So when we say we're talking about revival, go, go look at the life of um, a gymnast, gymnast, for example, and see the type of discipline that they have to have. Not, not only for the, the four-year period that they're preparing to go to the, the Olympics, but many of those sports, they have to start very young in preparing them. Physically, mentally, they have to be practicing hours and hours and hours oh, per day to be prepared for one event, maybe within a, how long does the Olympics last for a month? The, the discipline, the loneliness, guys. Because when everybody else is playing in the community, they are not there. They are secluded. Living a particular life, a lifestyle consistent with where their ambitions are. So when we talk about revival, it's the elite, guys. It's the elite. Not the intellectually elite oh! not the physically elite oh! not the financially elite hey! but the ones who will allow Jesus Christ to make them the closest oh! to himself in the body of Christ and in this season God is actually looking down on the earth and calling folks out of his bride, out of his church to come up to the level of revival. And if, you're, if you say yes and you're willing to pay the price, unlike the soccer team 
that only can take so many members. God's not going to put you to the side. The fact that we don't really have more people at this level, at the Super Bowl level, hey, in the body of Christ, has nothing to do with God and everything to do with us. We don't want to pay the price. And think about the NFL, for example. Man, you have to be heating to, make, to go to the Super Bowl, be on one of the teams that go to the Super Bowl. You have to be eating metal daily as a, for your diet. Steel. Ah! That is the diet of champions. Metal. You have to chew that thing down. Hey! It's a grind. Ah! It's a seven-day grind. You can't take a day off. So wake up to the requirements, the disciplines of revival. The, the, at the level of revival, ha! my sister, at the level of the revival, when you get on fire for God and stay on fire for God, God will fight your battles, period. Ha! Don't matter where on the planet, you're fighting a battle. Ha! God become jealous if you are worth, it doesn't matter what the capacity you are in the body of Christ. But if you are a vessel huh, unto honor, meaning a surrendered vessel, huh, I don't care what the devil is doing with any family member or any issue. Huh, and you are serving God. You will see about that issue. Huh, God will come and take a look personally into the issues of your life. If you just serve him, serve him, serve him, huh, and leave that issue to him. You will take it personally. Hey! And that's what I want God to do about my, my issues that I have on the earth. I want God to take them personally and deal with them for me. Because I've seen it in scripture. Men and women that have served God. When you touch them. Huh! You touch God. That's why I said touch not my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Huh! The Bible said you rebuke kings for their namesakes. Not just the local folks. Hey! When a Christian really get a hold of that and realize that they can get the almighty and powerful God to fight every battle and search out every demonic spirit huh, that is troubling your life and make sure that they pay a heavy price when they touch you. Then the devil will think twice when he think about knocking on your door. Huh. Yeah, the devil will think twice. Oh, it's him. Back off. Huh! Even the devil believe and, and they fear, they tremble. When you find that out, you just run with God. At the revival level, guys. At the revival level. Let me tell you guys, some of the folks that you don't see here, that were here and you don't see them, they don't want to deal with the disciplines of revival. They don't want to make it to the Super Bowl of the Christian life. That, that's where we see Jesus literally. The Bible, said, the Bible says that he was beside himself. 
meaning he was lost in the spirit when he was releasing the power of God. Hoy! He paid the price for that. Some people only want to, know for, want to be known for this. The physical strength. Or beauty or whatever it is. If you want to be in revival, God is going to kill all of that. Huh! And that's why, this is why we don't see some here. And God is, pre, pre, even with me, God is saying, don't back down from no man. And don't back down from the standard of my word. And I'm never doing that. Before that, the, 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 the door of this church is closed and somebody else can go open up another ministry. But we, the, the level, not in this church. They can't overcome us. No. I know a lot of pastors. The, 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 the board and the congregation overcome them because of their lukewarm state. And they couldn't contend with the people. And stand with God that God might change them. But let me tell you something. All of you guys, everybody here, you're changing. Period. Yep. Every man, and I'm included, we're changing. Hey! Because if we don't change, God's not going to use us. We're not going to see the power. So we might as well be honest. Amen? So my, my mandate and what God is actually asking me to do in this whole thing is to make sure that that, that standard is always the standard. Period. Huh! That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so militant about this. That there is my, my thing there. Is to make sure that the standard is never shift on the worship team or any other the, or the ministerial team that we're going to put in place and that will happen but that is my goal my mandate that that's why the lord stationed me here and god is a god of mercy and second chances and, it, and god is a god of helping us through the moments when we're having challenges right and that's okay we all we're, we're all going to have challenges at different seasons and different times and the Lord is just going to gently say, okay, come and help you through that. But sometimes we get into a, a place where it's no longer just, you know, an issue. It's us resisting. And the, the cost of that is so expensive. The cost of resisting God. We see how many times Moses taking the people, children of Israel into the promised land. So many people were trying to prevent that from happening. And under that covenant, Moses, quickly, God dealt with them. So we want everybody to succeed. And the Lord wants everybody to pray apart. But there are no shortcuts, let's, let's face it. We can't fake it when it comes on to God. Just a couple of scriptures here and then we all, we'll pray. What do we pray? There's much work to be done in me, O oh Lord. There's still much work to be done in me, O oh Lord. I'm still, listen guys, I'm still asking God, where's the anointing? I hope you know. I'm disappointed in a certain extent, but I have trust in God. Because I love power. Hey! I love power, guys. And it's not baby power I like. I like massive power. Hey! I'm asking God to give me the grace so I can get that power. And he's now in the latter few, last few days. He's beginning to show me the deeper level of what it's going to cost. And it's like what I've been doing before for what I'm asking God for is not good enough. Hey! And I'm saying, 
to the whole deal if the if the guy in the nfl can go into that gym for a, a, a couple million dollars i mean they could motivate me to do all of that work for that but for this for eternity i'll do it but for a couple million dollars that's they could motivate me to pay that type of price but for this i'm ready to die I'm ready to die for this. This, I'm, this, ain't, this is not, I'm not losing my place in this. It doesn't matter what happened. I don't care who insult me, guys. My, my son, he said, and I told him it was a compliment. He said, you're a terrorist. He said, the only thing left for you to do is kill people. And I go, yes, you're talking about your dada. That's me. Huh? He said, you're just like them. Huh? He didn't expect that type of response. He thought he was going to be mad. I'm not, you're talking about me. Joshua 1 and verses 1. Hey! After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my son, is dead. Now therefore go over this Jordan, Arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. That land for us, guys, is revival. Hey! Every place the sole of your foot will thread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. London, St. Thomas, Ontario, and Canada. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory all of london ontario it does not belong to justin trudeau and the canadian government or any group of people this whole land here I, as i drive by this uh, um, around this land here i go this is my land ha! the spirit of god is inside of me it's ours for the takings if we want it. God said to ask him for the nations. And we're asking him for the nations. Look at this. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, as so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I hope you know, guys, these words are for us, this generation of believers. If we're able to trust God at that level, it is for us. Except we don't have people believing, really. Believe in God. We're looking to man, governments, hospitals, too much. And leaving the power of God all trapped up in the, um, in the heaven. It takes man with faith for the power of God to come on the earth. Ask God for faith as you pray tonight. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance, as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Courage, guys. Go look into that word. As a born-again Christian. Okay? Because too many times, little things are causing us to turn back. Little bit of attacks. Little bit of financial issue. And all of a sudden, we turn back. 
God needs people. If you're going to walk out your ministry, okay, and then God looks on the earth, and your, your ministry is supposed to be for 50 years, and the Lord sees that you don't have the faith, that year five, you're going to faint because of something that's going to come in. Then why should he release that, you into that ministry? You know, many people are going, leaving the earth and going home. And they're not, they didn't complete their mission. How many Christians have gone home? Didn't commit. They did not complete their mission. So many got distracted. Many, many, as a matter of fact, a lot of them didn't even know what they were supposed to accomplish because they never went that place with God that he would reveal it to, it, to them. You have to be desiring of knowing precisely and exactly what God wants you to do on the planet. Period. That one thing that he brought you here. And if he's willing to lead you by the Holy Spirit, should we not find out that thing? And then why is it not that he's not showing us with detail? Every man, every individual here is supposed to be able to articulate what God is actually asking them to do on the planet. Period. And if you're... If this is not your position right now, then that means you're not at the place as yet where you're going to take it serious enough. The moment that I really began to do, yes, I'm a Christian, but the revelation of the whole thing is not revealed to me. But the moment that I go, whoa, God actually calls individuals. He didn't call me as a 10-year-old preacher. So it's not like I've been in the body of Christ or been in ministry. And doing this for many years this pastoral role and this church here apart from helping other ministers and so forth this is the first I am pastoring a church the first so I've not been I've not been here wasting my time but one thing I can tell you I got responses from God like this I hope you know that's how the Lord except for the things that I don't need to know because God is not going to reveal everything to me. I don't need to know. I can only, only the things that I need to know, the Lord is going to reveal. But when it comes on to you, there's no confusion with God. The minute that you desire to know what he wants you to do with your life, and you're committed to that, if you're committed to that, then he will release it. He releases it at that time. So if he's not revealing it to you, maybe the commitment is not there. So when, when we have a, an environment like this, it's senseless for us to just come and just pray. We have to identify some areas and some things that need to be dealt with between individuals and God. That when they really go into prayer, they might say, Lord, whoa, I did not realize I was not committed. And that's why you have not been communicating to me what my purpose is. And even in asking you about my purpose, you're not, it's like you're not speaking to me. And I did not know because of my lack of commitment why you're not speaking to me. Because I'm telling you, this mind and this body here, when we're, when we're speaking from this mouth, and God is saying, shut that mouth and listen to the heart. You see how much work the Holy Spirit has to do in us? Because Why? The loss of the flesh, the pride of life. So many other things have been presented to us. And we are praying like this, you know. 
devil. Devil is seduction. So there, you got to get to the, a moment in your walk with God. You have to get to a moment in your walk with God. We're not as a church, like how we worship all together, as an individual, that you make that decision. Okay, Lord, that's it. Enough of this roller coaster. Enough of this lukewarm thing. Enough of me committing to you. And then something happens in my life. One month down the line, my commitment was not a commitment. I found that out. How many of us has made that type of... Um, committed to the Lord and realized that we, did, we weren't committed to the Lord because we walked away. I mean, we are still in church, but the commitment is not there. The relationship is not there. The pursuit of God is not there. And hold, this mind will tell you that you're still there because you're here dressed up in a suit or a nice dress. Oh! And saying, praise the Lord. That's how, this is how we are in So, God is actually doing something here now. I'm going to read a little bit more of this. Because under the Old Covenant, I just love... Hey! Oh, it was under the Old Covenant. My King and my Lord. And it's the same here. It's the same here, guys. Let me read to the end of this before we get into prayer. Verses 7. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. If you want to have dialogue with God in your prayer closet, this is it. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe. You need courage to obey the word of God. That's what it's saying here. To observe according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right and or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Obedience is the key and he goes this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth are we reading the word are we doing those disciplines that we spoke about uh, probably four weeks ago the discipline of seeking God first in the morning the discipline of fasting the discipline of reading the word of God it's not convenient to read the Bible you know it's not like a movie theater hey with everybody it's you are we doing that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night when you're at work in your lunch period what are you reading are you conversing or are you taking up the Bible and reading Lord show me something before I go back are you just gobble down that sandwich and you know get back into the work Have I not commanded you, be strong and have good courage? Do you see that? We need courage. Ask God for courage tonight. Remember what you're being taught. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go into to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, 
Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. The Lord has promised us revival. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed. Don't bring no knives to church or other weapons. But we have spiritual weapons. But you shall pass before your brethren armed all your mighty men of valor and help them. See that? For revival, you have to be a mighty man and a mighty woman of valor. Period. If you want to party. So now people understand why the intensity of my teaching and preaching. No. I hope you get it now. You might not have to be mighty because it's not the NFL. It's not something physical. But you have to be a man of might in the spirit. Ha! For revival. So now you understand. So when, the, when folks come here Sunday morning and you, and you see me shake them a little bit. Ha! And they go, why is it this pastor so rough? That's what I'm doing. I'm seeing who is behind this suit and tie and this confident walk. That's what I'm doing. Bring them down to the water and let me try them there for you. That's my job, guys. So Gideon used, even though how many? 20,000 came. And God used 300. Bring them down to the water and let me try. It's a trial, guys. I want to see who can take a punch in the face. The ones that you don't see no more are chickens. They can't handle this. At least up till now. Huh. God did not give up on them. But many, even some guys I know, they're whole crying like girls. And they're bigger than me. Huh. But they're a wuss in the spirit. Huh. I want to see who, who is gonna, who's turning back. And who's going to say, God, bolt me up on this in the, in the inside? Because we don't need, we don't need, God don't need too many to take the territory. Ha! He does not need too many. It's not a number thing. Ha! It's not quantity. Ha! It's quality. Ha! And that's what he found. And he gave Gideon the victory. <laughs> and God has given us the victory here. <laughs> in this city. <laughs> but uh, you know as the spirit of God. <laughs> is moving through the aisles now. <laughs> and checking your heart. Checking your commitment. <laughs> to see how much you can take. <laughs> I hope your heart. Your, your body is not here. <laughs> and your feet is like. Ready to like hit the door. I think I'm in the wrong meeting. Hey! Because you can't take chickens into battle. Hey! No. It's not going to work. Because the devil, not a physical battle, but the devil. Hey! The devil is not the, the foe of, you know, in the NFL, when you get hit, you get hit, right? Well, the devil don't hit like that. 
When you get hit, like you break a bone. Right? Or something physical. I mean, over time, it can do you damage. But, John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. Hey! So, our opponent is not looking to maim your hand. Hey! And break your feet. And give you concussion. No, 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 no. So, how would you prepare? If your enemy is more cruel, and if you watch the um, mixed martial arts, and you see two guys are battering each other, right? Punching their heads. And some of us say, this is cruel. Well, the devil is not interested in that. Hey! That's not, that's not. The, the, the way the devil works is, the devil walk up to you, <laughs> hello? And he takes his hand like that, huh! and he pushes in your um, left side, huh! and pull out your heart. I walk with it like that. Hey! That's how we kill. He don't let you bleed out. That's too mild. Hey! And before he kill you, hey! The soul has to be on its way to hell to be tormented. Hey! That is the enemy that we have. Hey! And you're going to train and take men in a spiritual sense to go into battle with such an enemy. Hey! And you don't prepare them accordingly. So when you say we preach some people out of, out of the church, we, we save their life, guys. Ha! We save their lives. Ha! Oh, thank you, Lord. We're going to pray tonight. Let's go down to verses 16. Hey! So they answered Joshua saying, all that you commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. I love this scripture now. And I hope you guys love it. Whoever, rebe whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words... In all that you command him shall be put to death. Hey! You, see, you see how they did that under the old covenant? If you are going to cause the devil to come into the camp, hey! we're not going to wait on the enemy to kill you. Let's do it ourselves. It's Bible I'm reading, guys. For all of you who don't like the gore, hey! North American preachers don't preach from the Bible. They, they don't preach this. They only preach the nice scriptures. They skip over that. Old covenant. We're not under the old covenant. Hey, God loved the Gentiles more than he loved the Jews. So we get it easy. Pathetic preachers we have out there. Pathetic and weak. They can't stand in front of their congregation and speak the truth of God. Hey, many of them should be fired and be working at McDonald's. Hey, can I take your order? Oh, pastor, you don't work at the... No. Hey, some of them need... Many of them need to be fired. Hey! And God is actually sending many of them. And Tim Hortons, you know? Hey! How would you like your coffee? Double, double. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, can I have the um, Krispy Kreme donut too? What are they preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ? What are they preaching? And every, you, know, you know how many um, pastors are dying, guys? Hey! Pastors are dying. Because they think that preaching is a profession. 
They go to Bible college, you know? And they learn all of the ABCs of the Bible here. And they have no understanding of spiritual warfare. Hey! And the devil is just watching their study. The devil is sitting behind them in the classroom. Ha! While they're quoting scripture. Hey! Giving them, wait until they have a congregation. And then one day just come and just suck the heart out like that. Ha! They have no revelation. They have no spirit life. Ha! They have no understanding, no wisdom. Hey! They're only there to bury the dead. Hey! And do confirmations. Ha! And birthdays. Ha! That's what they do down here in London. Dead churches, guys. Dead, 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 dead. Ha! Lutheran church, Calvinist church. Dead church, dead church, dead church. Ha! Who wants to be a part of that? Hey! No power from God. They render, the, they render the creator of the heavens and the earth. Huh! Useless up there in heaven. Hey! Pure wisdom of the, of the mind. Intellect. Help us, O oh Lord. I'm hoping that people are actually growing up to be men. Huh! And some of you older ones. I hope you are growing up to be men. Huh! I'm talking to the women too. Grow up to be men. If you want the anointing of God to come on you. And you want to command spirits to leave. Ha! And release the power of God to set people free. Ha! Grow up to be men. And that's what we are looking for down here. Ha! And anybody that comes. Ha! And don't show that they are going to pay this type of price. You fired. Ha! Meet Donald Trump now. You fired. I'm firing you. I'm killing any ministry inside of this ministry. Hey. That any individual, that, I don't care what kind of ministry you have, guys. If you're not paying the price, me, I'm firing you. I'm telling you that. I'm killing your ministry. You can't go outside and create another altar and ask God for that. Oh, dear. But here, ha! it's going to be people that, that the principles that we're teaching here, ha! this is another thing. I don't care what kind of anointing you carry. Ha! What kind of calling is on your life. Until you adhere to the principles that we're teaching, I'm killing your ministry and I have the legal right to do it. And you can go to ask God that too. And he will tell you I have the legal right. That's how it works in ministry. They don't understand this type of order. Hey! In church. That's why the Bible said, do, do not be too quick to lay hands on anyone. Ha! Honor. Submission. This is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But anybody comes here that have a ministry inside of them. Ha! That adhere to the principle of God. Ha! I will pour my blood to help you to commit that thing and reach that, fulfill that ministry. Yeah. That's what Moses did, guys. We ain't I'm not, in your ministry, you're not different from Moses. You might, not, you might not be commanding such a large group of people. It might, it might not be in the context of them moving from um, bondage, but it, it could be a congregation of 10 individuals, 50 individuals, 100, 200. It's very important to God. So you're not any less. You, you use the same principles that Moses used. I have so many useless prophets out there now. 
and prophetic people. They don't, they don't teach and preach from this book. They only preach experience, see visions, and experience the supernatural. But there is no scriptural understanding to back it up. So they just release words, release words, release words. And commission people into their demise and their debt without them being prepared. How come they don't do that when they have the World Cup? How come they're smart enough and intelligent enough, the people in the world, to choose the acts, the best ones out of their countries? And we, spiritual people, that's why the Bible said to get wisdom. In all you're getting, get wisdom and get understanding. Huh! We stay with the Holy Ghost, guys. That's why I didn't study this, I tell you. I come down in the, in the vehicle. Hey! God has been burning this inside of me all day. The letter kill. The spirit give life. When you lay in the presence of the Holy Ghost, you don't know what happens there, guys. Huh! That's why my son is saying, how can you live like that? He's saying, you don't have a life. Huh! And I'm saying, my life is exciting. He has no concept of what I'm experiencing spiritually. Huh! Because he's still in the flesh. Huh! But when God gives such of himself on a 24 hours basis to you, huh! and you're feeling his presence, and hearing his voice, and he's ministering to you, every one of you guys that call me, <clears throat> all of you that call me, and I pray, and I speak. I'm speaking just like that dream that I had about eight years ago. I had a dream eight years ago, and then we pray. And in the dream, I was on a stage, and I was speaking. And a pipe came out of the heaven and ran right through me, and I was speaking through the pipe. Huh! And I went to my pastor, and I was like telling him this dream. What does that mean? I'm not speaking from my intellect. All of us can go there. Some of us are already there. In some dimension also but the more that we give ourselves to the Lord is the more that same presence that was on Moses it's just that it lead you in places that are uncomfortable and keep you secluded that's what God wants if you ever commit like that I years ago after the Lord called me and I quit my job and started praying at home, I begin to feel strange sensations. Now I'm used to it. Levels of God that are available to all of us. We need to pursue. Hey, we need to pursue. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. We need to pursue hard. There, we, we, when we're losing faith, there's stuff that we're not seeing, guys. So as you pray tonight, it, it doesn't mean that God necessarily answer you in one week. No, he will, he will try your faith. He will test your faith. He will test. That's why it's about patience. You have to exercise 
all of those things that are in scripture as you pursue him and then go about days and weeks where you have not you're not seeing the answer you're not feeling his presence but you do it by faith because you know he's not a man that he would lie hey so you just push and press knowing what god is coming through that's how i did it i'm like and i didn't have too many mentors but pushing and pressing like i'm doing now for the next level he is faithful guys he's a faithful father oh so be honest in your dialogue with him and commit to him wholeheartedly and commit like we're saying to studying the word and meditating on the word and spending time in the presence of God train yourself okay to stay in the presence of God train yourself because your soul is busy always want to run the body want to be entertained something else why should I stay here train yourself that's why we soaked last week to just lay in the presence of God do it firstly if you're having problem for 20 minutes and then extend to 40 and an hour before you know it you can spend a whole day in his presence same thing with prayer the minute you begin to pray times time just slow down like that talk about praying in tongues I hope you know praying in tongues anybody here has ever prayed in tongues for like three hours it seemed like three days but you have to do these are the disciplines of transformation these are the disciplines of more of the presence of God because light and darkness can coexist so we have to be separated unto him get comfortable with the separation ask him for grace tonight amen if we do this guys what God will not do with our lives what issue that we are having that is not you will not go and look into that issue amen Commit yourself tonight to the Lord in a deeper level. Huh! Don't be one of the ones that went down to the water and bowed down and lapped the water. Don't be one of the ones that the Lord says, tell the people that are fearful to go to their tents. Don't be that person. You were, you were a part of this ministry in 2022. A <laughs> hundred years from now. After the, re the revival might be going on in, a, in another sense. But we're no longer here. Will it, be, will it be just that, oh, you came in and left. Hey! Or did you play a part? There are many people that really right now. I don't know. I don't think you get to have any regrets. Huh, when you're in heaven. I don't know. 
But people have been given opportunities and they regret that they allowed that thing to pass by. Don't be that individual. Huh.